0: I am unashamed. What about you? I don't know why we have a clock behind us. I don't think well, you, it's thought, on. It's not on camera. There's a clock behind <laughs> us that doesn't work. We put it because Dad had said we need it. Let's put that
1: clock up. And we did, but it's it stuck on 4:15. <laughs> my,
0: there was some show that Phil used to listen to. It was like a, a preacher, and he would he would preach a sermon. I remember because he would you know wake me up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know you ready Jase? you ready <laughs> we would go run the nets or whatever but he would always listen to this pastor i don't know if you remember this and at the end of it he would say well looks like the old clock on the wall says that's yeah. all yeah. y'all you remember that <laughs> that was a oh, uh,
1: ernie what was his name he was a he was a yeah. african american preacher ernie something you remember that old guy okay? the clock on the wall says that's yeah. all yeah. Y'all. so i
0: guess uh you know we want people to get lost in in time we were talking about falling asleep the other day so all right well they've done it again i wanted to share this with y'all you, you see this you know somebody heard one of my buddies heard that the only thing i got for my birthday was uh a pie which was from you yeah and i actually when i went over to see Jeff and jessica she she gave me a uh, red velvet cake so oh, yeah. i got a pie and a cake yeah
1: you get a certain so, age and a man of your stature, Jace, That you know doesn't have any money worries or whatever, then you don't really need anything. So that's what.
0: Well, just a good pie or a good cake. I don't know about all that, but yeah, I, I was, I was, you know, if my kids love me and my wife loves me, and I mean, I'm happy. So, one of my friends got me this. This is a, uh, you know what that is? Yeah, you because know, they know I'm into metal detecting. You know what that is? It's got some kind of foreign language on it. Yep, that's Russian. Russian. Yep. This is a replica of a token from the 1700s. Now, it's not the real thing. or You know, right. we would be making that money. <laughs> and if you look at it just right, you see there's a beard on one side. Oh, I see at that. At the now. bottom. I can see it. The colo's got it pulled up for Now, it. you know what this is? In the 1700s in Russia... They had they introduced a beard tax. They wanted everybody to shave and look civilized. And if you didn't, because Russia's cold, I've been there, and I know why they had beards. What year was this? In the 1700s, 1750, I think. Yeah. And so, what when you paid your taxes, your beard tax? If you had a beard, you they'd give you this. So when you went into town, you he had to show them that tax. you paid your paid your tax. And so he got me this for my birthday. But I'm trying to figure out why is that a birthday gift? (laughs) Well, what came to my mind. Because all it did was make me thought What came to my mind
2: is it explains a lot about Russia because I've always wondered what kind of mind ends up following Karl Marx. Now you know. The ones that say. Was he from Russia? The ones that say you have to cut your whiskers. I'm like. Start with that. You like what? I couldn't believe. But it. that's where, if, if you notice, these Marxists—they're yeah. into these rules. Well, I was in there thinking we they better love rules. We
1: better not let the Democratic
0: Party find out about this oh. gift, hey, because this will be the next I'll, tax. I guarantee you, because that's right up their alley. Oh yeah, they're like oh, because I don't know if it's a Southern thing with the beards, right? But you seem to see it more. No, I tell yeah. you
1: what. You go up in you go up to Wisconsin, it's not a southern thing. Minnesota. There's some big old burly Yankees Midwesterners. What,
0: what would our society do if they said, "Okay"? Because this is this is real. Texas. This, this really happened. Body, a, a human body is
2: fearfully and wonderfully made. Right. You know, you read over in the Psalms. You know, well, but then they're going to say, "Well, you it, didn't have a beard when you were born," because you know you didn't have any sin either. <laughs> a lot of things happen when you're a little baby in the crib. Well, they're probably going to make that argument. Yeah, you know, that with, would be with, a weak one. <laughs> with sin, I've, I've just looked at males and females, and one of the ways you can tell the difference <laughs> is I'm looking at one, and there's facial hair will get long, and the other one, no, yep. not so much. A little peach can fuzz. We say if they
1: say if the women get a little sprig every once in a while, oh, they've they got to get that out of Oh, there.
2: they're looking. <laughs>
1: Any uh, little sprig. I see Lisa. She's looking in the mirror. Any little, Any anything, little sprig. It's got to so come out. out. Oh yeah, that's well, what I'm saying. in John, but not, with John, this crowd,
2: there's now these days. There's no male and female. It's just uh, well. But you
0: got to remember the theology and cultures in John nine. They were saying, "Well, who sinned? He was born blind. So I'm pretty sure they said somebody sinned because hair started growing out on your face, and I don't like it." <laughs> And so if you want that, then you're going to have to pay a tax. And they did. I mean, they had to pay a tax to have a If beer. I could
2: hire the the, uh, the smooth face ones, just hire them for a year and, and let them do everything I do in a year, they would end up saying, I need some whiskers. I said, I know it. <laughs> I said, I'm just face. showing you without saying you should have them. Just yeah. run for one year. Yep. So, the cold, the wind, the rain,
1: the dust. I grow the, mine during hunting season for that reason. Yep. They are better for, for when you're in the elements. So it's
0: the thought wasp that counts. Wasps
2: tend not to sting you because these ground yellow jackets and these purple tail wasps, big wasps, and as you know, bump something in a blind, we've been we've, we've already – Dan just got eat up the other day with purple tails. They stung him. But he don't have a beard. i tell you what or he did. Do. i tell you what he did was yeah. pretty impressive. Dan – He's on top of the duck blind because when you brush the duck blind, you start on the top because it's high. Because if you put it on the bottom and the sides, you can't get over the brush you just put right. it on it to get up there. So you got to kind of so work So we get way him way. on top first, and we're kind of like that, spears throwing them up, and he's placing them up there on that roof under some of that last year's brush. So it was a purple tail waltz nest like that. Ooh. He got into him. Well, he's about eight to 10 feet. Off the ground, yeah, standing up there, and they just come out of there and uh, started just eating him up. Yeah, so his his choice was, I'll just leap from here, and he he just took <laughs> off and bailed off like he's on top of a skyscraper <laughs> and came down and, and was. Except for the wasp, was unscathed. I said, "Man, I, I'm, I, I said, he, I said, man, I, I went around and looked to see if he was in one piece, and he got up, you know." And I said, "That was quite the leap not to get hurt." I said, "Man, I said, I, I couldn't do that. Well, I, you know has... I wouldn't try that at well, seventy-four. You could. Just... No, you would. You would be hurt. You'd oh, probably still be there. Very, very few men could have made that longer dive. I mean, it was like <laughs> tall? Way tall on the ceiling. It was up there." He just
1: bailed out. But you know, when a bunch of purple tails are, are stinging you, you it's, that adrenaline gets you to superhuman. He, they're it, just stinging him all on the
2: back of his legs, ooh. stinging him through his britches. And <laughs> but he, that's
0: not very smart, really. I mean, it's not. they're not going to kill you. And so why risk? I mean, much, I've been in that same situation. But he's been
2: stung four times, <laughs> but there's like 75 wasps, so he... <laughs> He's it it will well, make him ill if he I, doesn't get out of there. You know
0: where my deer stand is? I I climbed up there, stuck my head in there. It's before daylight, you know, but it's warm. And I heard I kept hearing bzz, bzz. I didn't know what it was. Well, y there's felt around the deer stand. And so the wasp had built a nest, I guess to, you know, keep you cool, kinda like a beard. They're in the felt. Oh, yeah. Well, when they come out and started stinging me, because evidently I bumped the felt. Oh, yeah. I'm... How high is that stand? Pretty high. That's high. It's 10 so my feet. first reaction was to hurry, and then I thought, no, death awaits. The alternative <laughs> is death or, <laughs> or paralysis or, take, you know. the wall, stand. And I literally took a deep breath, and they were just popping me. And I just... Came on down the ladder and then I ran, but <laughs> I was like, there's no option here. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get a bunch of, you know, stings. Yeah.
1: But, uh, but dad's right. You know, the problem is, you know, those things are pretty toxic. If you get too many, they can make you pretty sick. I had a spider bite me
2: right above my knee about, oh, three weeks ago. Of course, it just got red while well, I was just walking in tall weeds did you I, see I the spider? Cut, no, but but I, I was cutting brush. Yeah. So when it first hit, I said either cottonmouth or I said, but I believe it's a little high up for a cottonmouth. So you but, uh, felt I mean, the steam? Oh, I mean it was it was a, it was really more than like a wasp. But I thought well, but man, that thing! I mean, it kind of rotted out a little hole, you know, and you know, and got puffy and red all well, the way around. What did around. the doctor say? Oh, I didn't go to a doctor. I just <laughs> home remedy, Jay. Home remedy, <laughs> but it's it, it, but it's just, it just now got well, and which I thought that. I so, it, but it was. I think it I just read, sort of the the. the I flesh. think
1: I read where a, it wasn't a brown recluse because their bites are painless but you get problems later. I think that's right. But We, we have brown recluse and black widows. It must have been a black
2: widow. I thought it might have been a black widow because it sure did eat out of I hole think,
1: there. Uh, somebody will let me know, but I, I think the black widow has the painful bite. The brown recluse does it. I think I read really like it. I scrounge around down
2: there, you know, found some kind of little put piece of tape on it, you know, and i check it for every three or four
1: days. I'm like, well, that thing's slow to heal. More people but, die from stings than spider or snake bites. I've been because stung so allergic, allergic. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I've, I've been stung so much that it's just you know. You, have you, you just built up an immunity? You think
2: it's <laughs> just like maybe a little more than a mosquito. Not it doesn't bother you hardly it makes at all. Me mad. But that one did. That now I said, Whoo, What in the world was that?" Well, I'm in tall weeds, about waist high, and I'm just walking through them. You know, with a weed eater, and I'm going over to another willow tree to cut brush, you know, and I, so there's a lot of things, around in Louisiana, there's a lot of things in waist high weeds <laughs> that you don't want to get, a, <laughs> get right. a hold of you. It makes me angry. Though. One of them three, oh, three foot cotton mouths so Like, I've been picking dewberries before, and I'm just looking down
1: and I just see a cotton mouth go by. Yeah. I mean, you know, back, big around. I'm like, whoa. I my. get, anytime I get popped, <clears throat> Which doesn't happen often, but when it does, I go buy me a case of wasp spray, and then I just go on a rampage. I like I kill them as far. I go to other people's kill houses. It's just, oh just, yeah. I mean, it's well, a rampage. If
0: I get stung, I have a rule because I've been stung many times. When I get stung, I kill a hundred. <laughs> That's a that I, I, And when I get to hundred, yeah, just for general principles, I'm just showing them. <laughs> You sting me, I'm coming. I will I will go down the creek and look for waltz nests in the cypress trees. I'm killing a hundred of them. Dan
2: nearly that. gets stung on every trip. We can just be riding along with a four-wheeler. He's, He's got stung. a lot
1: of flesh exposed. Look he, there. He no beard. I think there's he, a certain kind of,
2: and, and a lot of has times yuppie you know, he has like, like looks like uh, it's just red marks for something that's just eating him up. And, and he said, "He said, I don't know what, what this is on my leg. No pores and
0: ivy. No, it, it he just... takes too many showers. Because but, but I, like, I told him, I said, oh, yeah. Dan,
2: I've been walking in the same <laughs> grass patches and in these, these willows yeah. than you are. And I said, I don't have one red mark. And he said, I cannot figure it out. But when
0: you but shave, the... look, when you shave and you shave your head – and then you wear a cologne and you shout when you go out in the woods. Remember the well, film crew? A oh, you're, you're, you're a neon. Remember sound. the yeah. film
2: crew? They all came. Same out. Same thing. Oh, right. And look, they Same went thing. to the hospital because
0: they said something is is out in these these <laughs> now, woods. Why don't went to the hospital because of red bugs? And I was like, those are red bugs. And they're like, oh, chiggers, no. Chiggers. Chiggers are yeah, chiggers. Yeah, chiggers. But a sugar, I'm immune to they the sugar. They thought they were dying because they had, you know, they thought they had polio or something. I think I was the like, bathing,
2: no. bathing too much is you come up with something we're bad. We're in cologne.
0: you know. And they wear, you know, fabrics of clothes It's that like never you're walking
1: around on the property with a neon sign that says, hurt me. Attack me. No, they me. They're, they were from <laughs> L.A. and New York.
2: And the little girls, you know, they come out there. And we were all out there. Remember when we used to do them film shots outside? Man. Well, you can just imagine what's running around in Louisiana if you walk through that. <laughs> and but they their got their little, little short shorts. They were showing their little legs, you know. <laughs> I looked at them when they walked out there. I said,
1: yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> I said, eagle. I, I, I said, they fixing to find out the hard way. <laughs> I you thought the same thing. You <laughs> better wear long, rich <laughs> You hang. notice the ones <laughs> that's hung around for a while, they come out
0: long sleeves, oh, I long mean, pants. Through the weeks, you know, because I noticed that too, their legs became so... <laughs> I mean, almost nauseated. It looked bad. Yeah, it looked like they'd just been beaten. Oh <coughs> bitten. They just descended on them. And I'm like so My thinking
2: was city dwellers come to a place like this, I'm convinced there's some kind if you're born and raised and and you're out there alive, there's some kind of a, God has built built some kind of system where you become immune. Because I've seen it too so. much. Well, I, I, I mean, think i a you, lot of people. You've run here.
1: the property so long; you're like the world's most interesting man. Remember, the the insects won't buy them out of respect. Yeah, you know, Dan that's... told me that.
2: I said, "You reckon?" He said, "He said, I don't know. I, I'm the one getting stung every time we come down there."
1: Or he's got a lot of something. flesh. He's got a lot because he wears the muscle shirt, so he's got exposed arms. But he's a uh, by nature, he's just light skinned Yeah,
2: light men seem to have the most trouble. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, real you know people. Blondes, blond headed, true mm-hmm. blonde headed people. You know, red redheads red red head.
1: too, yep. yeah. You, said you got a little red in your I used to past. it's getting a little gray now. That's what happens with red. Let's take a break. So one of uh, one of my favorite sponsors is a, a company called Omega XL that um, have a inflammation reducing natural supplement, I guess is
0: what you would call it. From The, the end of inflammation. The end of inflammation. omega.
1: Omega XL. That's bigly. We're doing this bigly. And uh, Dad and I have been on it for a while. It's amazing. And uh, what's funny is, Dad, so the other day Lisa said, you know, she got to looking around her mom years ago, like, you know, she, her mom's been dead a few years. So she, she said, you got to try this stuff. It's really helped me with inflammation. And so she went in there and dug in a cabinet and it was a bottle of Omega XL.
2: So it's been around a long time. It's been around
1: a long time because it's been in my medicine cabinet. I never even knew it was there. I was like, well, did you ever take it? And she said, no, I, you know, I thought mom was crazy. She didn't know what she was talking about. I said, well, she was right about this one. So basically 35 years of uh, clinical research, these guys have been doing, um, to come up with this, uh, Omega XL. It's really good. Like I said, it's natural, um, helps. It helps me a lot. And it's helped dad as well. So we want to. I'll give you a chance to give it a try. It's all from mussels? All from mussels in the pristine waters of New Zealand. Fish oil. Fish oil. That's right. We're mussel oil. So you go to OmegaXL.com slash fill. That's OmegaXL.com slash fill. And you order a bottle. You get your second bottle free. So it's a pretty good deal. You can also give them a call at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. So anyway, I don't know where we uh, how we wound up that we started out I was in talking Russia. about beards. beards are good, <laughs> and then we wound up talking about Dan getting popped. did you didn't laugh at him, did you? oh yeah yeah, yeah, like... once he was. <laughs> Why I is mean, it it's funny a, too? And it is when somebody else. You know, you're gets just sitting there just, and look, a man's on. Top I get of a, mad about it. A but man's
2: it, way up on top of. A, uh,
1: it just runs and of leaps
2: house, off, and you just see him fly off the top of it. I didn't know what he was doing, but I said he's going <laughs> to fix and get hurt. I walked around out to look. I said, "What in no the <laughs> world would make a man do that?" Wow. And then he was he was trying to kill him because they didn't got up in his britches. At oh all. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it makes me hurt just think about. It it happens again. so much. There's just something about him.
0: They're drawn to him because he's been stung way more than me. Yeah, but I just see how he walks around in the woods, and I think he's in trouble. See if it he's were not me, looking. You know? If it
1: were me, I would never get up on top of a duck line <coughs> without a can of hornet spray. Well, I, I would come armed. Phil
0: always sends him in first. <laughs> he's like, Hey, go in there, now. but he's not thinking. Dan, you tell me that. Dan I'll is hunt. the canary. The code
1: is the young ones send them in first. No, man, your code is anybody but me. <laughs> Dan is the canary going into the cave. That's that's what he is. He's checking to make sure that we don't have a gas leak. You
2: remember so when we did that show? He gets show up in there and, the... and it comes back up under the floating, them old logs, oh my, the, my blinds float on logs. But I sent him up under there. But I've literally seen him go in, one, go in and on the other side I see a couple of cottonmouths come out. You Ugh.
0: remember when we had
2: the experiment? experiment? Them drain pipes uh, down there. Uh, you, yeah. you get up in that getting all that mud for the beavers put in there and I've been standing I always get on the top of the pipe you know on the levee yeah. and I'm watching
0: I just see a couple of cotton mouths come out you remember the exterminators that came down that had the TV show Billy the exterminator yeah, like he oh. came down there it was the middle of summertime oh it's hot Phil the main blind we have called the lake blind it's, it's the size of a lot of people's houses it's, it's about a thousand square feet and nobody had been in there the whole summer and they were like yeah we're gonna yeah, we Extermin- have an idea. We're going to exterminate your blind. And remember, Bill was like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> and they're like, hey, we're. we have never
2: p- seen individuals, <laughs> when that episode ended, they, they said, well, what was the name of it? Billy the Exterminator. Yeah, Billy the Exterminator. And they they had on. on, They always say mission accomplished.
1: It said mission aborted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because look, we were all standing outside. Which I had never seen that before. We watched some of their episodes waiting on yours to come up. And every mission was accomplished except that one, which was. I went
2: down there the (laughs) evening before they were going to come. And I walked up there real easy on that blind. The backwater had just fallen off. And back in there where we put our boat, there was a couple of mud puddles. And I walked up there and I saw one cottonmouth kind of hanging on the side of it out there. I said, mm hmm. And I moved to the left a little bit. There were two crawled up under that boat run. I said, yeah. I said, this is going to be fun. Yeah. And I knew that when they went in there, but I said, now look, we got cottonmouths, you got, you got, Purple Tail wash. Ants, you got Purple but, Tail
0: wasps. Fire Ants. They weren't were listening. To they were like, oh, we're professors. Yeah, and we, the producers there yeah, were, were, yeah, like, we're professional. We, 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 we got it. We got, And look, when they went in there, they literally started screaming and hollering. <laughs> and I looked over, whoever, it was me, you, and somebody else. But Will, uh, Willie was there. I said, I hope they yeah, have yeah. a beeper. Cause I have never heard so many four letter oh, words the and screaming and hollering and <laughs> the, what I the, look he had big welts <laughs> all over yeah, his face. The, the show
2: thought, ended with <laughs> w- they were just running
0: all of them. <laughs> the Producer said, "I said, I said, oh, he'll be all right." And they said, "He's allergic to him. He's allergic to him." <laughs> that was the brother that
1: was allergic. And I thought, who if if they're <laughs> allergic to wasps, why are you an exterminator?
0: I mean, well, that's but the they wrong rep. Phil trying to tell him. <laughs> And they were like, "Hey, we got it," I mean, but they didn't get it. I no. thought, if you go in there or oh. without, you need to set this up. But they didn't like, know no, we're just going in. I I went around the cotton miles,
2: got up, <laughs> easy does it in the blind, and I looked at the roof of the blind, and I could see these purple tail wall like that. And look, I said, "This is going to be a lot of fun." And boy, did I ever send them like- in! A- and well, I, I mean, they ate them up. I told the guy before
0: he went in. I said, "You're going to want to cover your face up, not much your eyes." And he mm-hmm. said, "We got it." I was thinking, "What an idiot!" He said he was on his knees, spraying,
2: spraying some wasp down here where we sit on the bench. And he said he just heard a big racket, and look, he just looks up, and, and they just—I mean, just. You know they took him to the hospital. He went to the oh, yeah, he had to go and, to and hospital.
0: spent the night. Yeah, he so, spent a night in in the hospital. That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my Mission life. Mission well, <laughs>
1: aborted. So we heard the story uh, that we weren't there. So y'all told us the story. So we had already laughed so hard about it. So when the episode actually came out, because like, you didn't get... Near as much of what y'all got. Oh right. no! I mean, no. All, it would, but you're right. right.
0: Beep 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 beep.
1: It was the whole thing. They basically beeped out the last, and three. they
0: didn't even film most of it because right. they were scrambling, the the camera ops. <laughs> they were scrambling was, for everybody the everybody lives. Was running. It was literally <laughs> ever. They it would have been that. a great episode if they could have filmed it. But well, the, yeah. if
1: we had had another crew filming that film crew, then I you would have had some.
0: Cause, I mean, you know, they were in the lion's den.
1: So that was actually pre Duck Dynasty and Billy the Exterminator was on A&E, and so you and Willie appeared on the episode, and then I think it came out yeah. later once we had already started, so it was almost like mm-hmm. a crossover episode. Yeah. But It was But it was <coughs> oh, the I bottom line is every year we have
2: to do that. Every year. Yeah. We have to get all the wasps and the cotton. Well, because
1: we when we start hunting in September – all this is still it's still hot. All this is still yeah. around. So you know the things that can really hurt you. The fire ants can get out of. Get oh, out oh of I'd house. say they're that's the number one. they're the most consistent pain deal Cause
0: you don't the first day it's you, a
1: zit everywhere they sting you. Right,
0: but the, but on opening day you you're in a dark place where you sit down. You don't realize you're sitting on an ant bed. Yeah, you right. come or, in before daylight, so well, You wait for to get
2: daylight. So the walls, these uh, fire ants are getting up. And all of a sudden,
1: they just get there up, you know, in your socks, coming up the edge By of your leg. By the thousands, oh, man. thousands, and they have their little code because they wait till they got about a five hundred on you for the first one strikes. See, oh, somehow okay. they know that. Yeah. You know, if the first one bit you, you, you'd have a. That's actually a zit for about two, two weeks. I mean, it's about a two week. Uh, we've talked about this before, but people find this hard to believe. But when the backwater comes in, and we've been hunting late in the year, and you're out waiting around, I've seen. Fire ant balls as big as a beach ball just drift
0: by, just drift well, by. I've it, shot them, you know, by the hundreds. Because uh, when I get in a, the ant's bite, me, I go kill my hundred. They claim <laughs> I just, a, I just a, blow them with a the shotgun. That's a new <laughs> phenomenon.
2: Used <laughs> <laughs> to not have fire ants, but boy, we have them now. Somebody that's,
0: brought them over here. The so
2: Al,
1: wow, where were we when we were so rudely interrupted last week? <laughs> well, let's uh, let's take a little break and then we'll dive in. So one of the things that's uh, happened because of the Pandemic is there's been a lot more stuff going on online in terms of business. You know, now there's Zoom meetings. In fact, I I figure it's probably going to change the way corporations go forward because they figured out people could be at home and work and probably, you know, a lot less money for having offices and all the upkeep of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of. And do more. And do more. Right. And be happier, you know. So I think it's probably going to change everything. One of the companies that's positioned. Uh, very well for this is is a group called NetSuite by Oracle. Basically, it's the world's number one cloud business system. So they've got, you know, all your HR, your financials, e-commerce, everything can go through these guys and uh, and you don't have to worry about it. So uh, we want you to check them out. You don't have to be a huge company, uh, small company, big company. They've got 20,000 companies uh, that trust NetSuite. So they uh, have got a good track record So you go to netsuite.com, that's N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E, netsuite.com, slash fill. You're going to get a free guide. It's called Seven Actions Businesses Need to Take Now. And you also schedule a free product tour. So that's netsuite.com, slash fill. Check these guys out. We were in John 11, and we, um, on the last couple of podcasts, and we didn't feel like we had quite gotten to the, to the core of this thing, we talked a lot about the resurrection uh, part of this the last time, or last couple of times. But there was a, some other elements that happened here, which I find interesting because it it sort of shows a side of Jesus that you, you don't really see in any other context.
0: Um, I mean, well, Jesus, it's here; it's it's always been here. It's just it's like people don't notice it. I guess maybe so.
1: Uh, just his kind of the compassionate nature of it because it it goes into his how in-depth he felt about about mary
0: martha and lazarus well what's always stuck out to me is because here's this situation where he's obviously close to mary and martha lazarus dies he knows that he's like hey i got a plan he knows don't don't yeah don't don't worry about it so he knows everything is okay even like at the end of all this when he when he gets down if i read the last verse and then we back up in 1142 he said i knew that you always hear me but i said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me you know he prayed yeah so he he's he knows everything's gonna be okay. He knows God will listen to him. He knows what the plan is. He knows he's gonna die and be buried and resurrected. But we have a moment here, people he's close to, and then all of a sudden, when he sees his friends moved by the death of Lazarus, they have already blamed him. It's very emotional. Well, he shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept, and then as it, the story continues, he's deeply moved again. It says he was. Deeply moved. Right. So So he for it, the tears to fall out of
2: God who's in a human body, why would he why why would was it that particular time because he was weeping because of the
1: situation? So why why weep? Well, and that, <clears throat> I think that is the ultimate question from the context is because it wasn't because you know he had lost a friend, because he knew he was fixing to come back. Sure. So, like, the reasons we would reason why you would weep, we'd say, well, why are you even, you know, like you read the verse, we don't grieve like men who have no hope. But the point is we do grieve. And so I think that's the point. The point is, to me, is that God loves people, yeah, all people. Maybe and,
2: because he, he saw, like, man, the, the fear in them. Right. You know, I've been watching this coronavirus thing, and the thing that stands out more to me than anything else is the fear yeah. that humans have? Well, we have of the things, exact things they can't feel, they can't see them. That's right. I, I did a episode in the woods or something where I just made the point. You know, you can't see God, you can't smell Him, you, you, you can't taste Him. Right. And I said, but but you believe in Him, and for people to say, well, if I could see Him, but you you, you, you don't see the pandemic, you don't see the microbes, right. but but you know well, it's there because of the results of right. what you are. You see the results, and, 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 and that's kind of like saying, well, if I could see God, I might do something. But, you know, believing in the resurrection, how could that be? Well, well you, you'll believe that there's a virus running around because people end up with 140,000 people have died in the United States. Well, you would think. You say, oh, well, can I got you, something
0: for you. You can see these you red. You can't see it, smell it, feel it, hear it, nothing. You, you can see the red letters. Well, You look it, at them and see them. That's a good point. And you read them, and then you imagine, oh, that was a country on the earth he was at, claiming to be God, and you read what happened. And the more you read them, the more you see. That's one of the right. things
2: I think he might have been saddened about is the fearfulness, the human race. They're scared to death right now because of this,
1: for because of a microbe. They got turned loose on us. In well, China. and <clears throat> again, think about it. you're right, Dad. And, and but the biggest fear, most people know the the facts, the stats of it. It's not going to kill that many people. I mean, I know 160,000. That's a lot of people. But it's, out of 330 million well, people, I the, mean, right? It's, you look at the percentages, and Jason mentioned this before. You got other things that kill way if, more people but than then that.
0: Somebody will say, "Well, yeah, that's
1: not a big deal unless you're one of those." Well, that's my point. So my point is, most people's fear is that it's not going to kill me. But what if I give it to mom or dad All or right. grandma or grandpa? I mean, your uh, what would it be your aunt, uh, your assistant, who's yeah. Missy's aunt. So she wound up being the one who gave it to her mom. Well, they, they think. Yeah, they.
2: Well, but as a child point. of the
0: resurrection, my view. But I mean, on that,
1: that probably uh, impacted her more than anything, right? Well, it
0: did. She was broken up about it, but she didn't know she had it. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, so the fear in her my case. My view
2: of it is based on <laughs> what we looked at last time with the resurrection, I'm like, whatever. I mean, if he's right. if your time if well, your is up, that's time's kind of has
0: been my approach it. But, yeah. but this whole story is the same thing. He got sick. Jesus acknowledged it, and he died. Yep. Right. It, it happens. Yeah. Every so, day. Now, in this case, if you didn't think God is in control and Jesus is Lord, he he proved that he has the power over death. Which whatsoever. he was he was there for 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 events like Lazarus died. That's what he came for. What's so, what's so stupid about human beings is that after these people see this, and the Jewish leaders and the Pharisees, they're like, we need to kill this guy. <laughs> yeah, they double down. What <laughs> part of this are you not getting? It did not. They're like, we, they're hey, like how do you kill it's a an guy? Age,
2: it's an age-old <laughs> dilemma because they could not believe his narrative it didn't fit their narratives, right? They they had it worked out That's to where it. I think this who are is you, where
0: the idea of zombies and mummies came from. Probably so. This story. Because what's was amazing
2: them. is they all knew that that they were they 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 believed in the coming Messiah, because to this day they're putting prayers in that Wailing Wall over there in Israel. They're putting their prayers <laughs> up in there. They think God's going to come down. Still waiting on the and, and still waiting on him to come. Well. And they're like, who are you? And he said, I'm the one you've been waiting on. Right. And they're like, no. Nah. And we've but talked about that before. It just didn't fit because they're saying, wait a minute, you, you where were you born? I mean, and they could track his human roots yep. to a little virgin girl. Like, yeah, yeah, I bet God came out of that thing. Right. So, I mean, they just couldn't quite put it together because he's walking down the road. And they're thinking, it can't
1: be God. It's just some nut. Well, remember, he was from an area where what good thing comes out of there? What good things comes out of Nazareth? Well, when You you read
0: verse 44 of 11, the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. This is the zombie apocalypse. It's the mummy. Oh, it, it, this is it. You're yeah. sitting there, and I, uh, <laughs> uh, and people, you know, Hollywood thought they invented that. No, this was written a couple thousand years ago. We got a dead. And maybe man. Where they, their idea might have come. Oh, from. Exactly well, of course it, it did. Came. And so they're looking around, thinking, "Well, he couldn't have been dead, because your mind is not going to process that." Right. This is a. It's the same way I feel about zombie movies. I'm like, oh, this is a good movie. This because I don't ever watch the previews, you know, of a movie. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, it's a zombie movie. (laughs)
1: So there's you don't been it.
0: thousands of well, I mean, every once in a while there's. She a Yeah, with...
1: I watched The Walking Dead for a long time, and I finally just I, don't, I just don't have time to watch it. But what was so interesting wasn't the zombie. I mean, they. But was, why are we
0: fascinated with that? Well, it?
1: we just are because dead people walking around. And but the real story behind Walking Dead was the live people. That's where the danger. I mean, the you get bit by the zombie, you turn into a zombie. But the ones you got to watch out for was the rest of them. You know so well. No so, rules, people, So, why you know? is it? Oh, because yeah. so, all men from so the So, why mad, is it right, right.
2: after watching what happened with Lazarus and all, you know, so they it, when he finally did, when he was raised from the dead, down at the bottom says John and Peter are there. And he said, uh, finally, the, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first, you know, John outrun Peter, also went inside. He saw and believed and that's that's John 20 verse 8 but it says verse 9 says they still did not understand that from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead yeah they they looked at like amplitude. the Lazarus thing if i had been standing there you and would Jace, just 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 about somebody coming out of a hole because yeah, they saw that. I, I, I would be like, okay, I, I think that's all I need there. That <laughs> did it there. I just heard well, the story <laughs> and believe it. So if
0: I had been there, you would think, but they did. I know they it.
1: still missed it. Let's uh, let's take
0: another break. I think there's a few points that come out of this. One is when when people hurt. Even though God knows everything's going to be okay, he, he, he has compassion, He hurts with you. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a powerful point. I, I think another thing that comes out I mean, of it. I mean, it was just
2: straight, his, his tears were just
1: compassion. Well, that's and, what
0: He knew everything was going to be fine. So he, I, why was He gr- shedding tears?
1: I agree with that, Jace, because when I first started preaching, obviously one of my responsibilities pretty quickly <clears throat> was marrying people and doing funerals. I mean, that's what pastors and preachers do, and so first time I had to do a sermon for a funeral. I mean, I just kind of had to walk it through in my mind. I thought, you know, to this group of people, whoever this person was, you know, they loved deeply. <clears throat> a lot of times, I wouldn't even know this person. I knew somebody that was connected to. Him. But I, so I approached every one of them like this is one of the most important points in these people's lives because mm-hmm. like they lost somebody they love deeply. It's, they're somebody's grandma, somebody's dad, somebody's son, and so I always tried to put myself in the mode. And one of the texts I love that helped me get motivated for that to never remember to just be callous. Oh, I got another funeral. You know, I think man, if you're in the funeral home business, you know, you're constantly with people. It's hard not to have a comforting heart, you know. And Second Corinthians one. Uh, three through eleven is one of my favorite texts where it talks about the God of all comfort. And Paul basically says all the stuff we've experienced, the reason it happens to us is so that we can then be compassionate to other people. You, you know, that's that kind of flow. So I think about that when I think about this text, and I remember Dad <clears throat> of all the moments of the show, the one that probably touched me the deepest. And we had a lot of my like Mia speech was one that you know I, I cried. Yeah, I was going to say, but, but the one where Dad was praying. In Theresser's house. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dad, you wept. I mean, like, you started praying. It was the final yep. prayer. Yep. And then you just, you broke down.
0: Well, I mean, it was just like a cascade. But what it well, was. Well, because Phil doesn't. <clears throat> I mean, I, I haven't seen you cry, but maybe a twice, handful of times. Twice, <laughs> two or three. And look, I was the same way you brought up Mia. I was never an emotional person. But the when Mia was born, and we were worried about what she was going to look like, what her condition was. There was a few moments there where they thought she wasn't going to live. Well, I lost it, and, and part of it was because I thought, you know, felt bad for thinking what she's going to look like. Or now, all of a sudden, I'm just like, I just want her to live. You know, yeah. forget all that. So I came out. To tell everybody, that's where I lost it. There was like 50 people out there all supporting, you know, we're having a baby, and I mean, I lost it. I remember that. And ever since that happened, I would be emotional about different things along the process. Even though most of what I did, I knew it was going to be okay. You know, the first time we handed her off for her first major surgery, wasn't that she was going through surgery. It was the actual handoff. There was just something happened. Yeah, and well, I, I it reminds me of this. It was I she knew was, it was literally be okay. hand off. She it was out of your hands. out of my Sorry. control and I <clears throat> thought this is what's best, but that moment right there was very emotional. Right. And so I've shared that before because you know, one of the big things I see out of this is most religious gatherings that you go to in general. There is a lack of emotion. And when you read something like this, as much pain and as much you know, problems that we have in all our churches, especially big churches, it just doesn't seem to fit. It, right. It's like a routine where people are gathering and everybody says they're great. And then you read something like this. I mean, why, why would he be having this kind of emotional response, response when he knew everything <laughs> was fine?
1: Well, exactly, Uh, and I would ask you, Dad. So, why did you weep in that prayer, in that moment? I don't know. See, and I don't either. And so, but something moved you to the point that whole episode. Which, by the Mm -hmm. way, it's you know we talk about reality TV not being real in a lot of cases, but in this case, we literally were giving uh, one of our sisters uh, a home, and she didn't know that the producers kept it from her, and so her son. Well, we
0: told the producers we're we're going to do this. You're welcome to film it. That's right. And there was a few episodes like that. And they kind of filmed from the distance. Because one of
1: our sponsors was Clayton Holmes and they provided the home, you know, and I think you guys put some money in too. So but I think my theory is that that in that moment of when we were thanking God, which is all those prayers you did and we all did were for real. Those weren't you know, those aren't staged things for a show. In that moment of realizing this generosity and what this family we had walked with our whole lives, I mean it kinda
0: of overwhelmed us all. But I think yeah. when you
1: wept, it just opened the floodgates well, up for it, all yeah. of us. You and know? look,
0: and on those films, uh a few times, you know, they only filmed that once and it was always wide. Like when we did the Mia thing, right. Missy said that. Yeah. She's like, We'll do this once. Yeah. Y'all I remember telling the camera people, you know, yeah, it's her yeah, dog. I don't
2: know how why I cried because we
1: were giving her the house. It was well, just the I it was it the,
0: was a Christian thing to do. I think and so. And That's and what I'm saying.
1: It was just it was so empathetic. She was so happy. In that so neighborhood thrilled. that was the finest house oh, down it, there. It is. still is, probably. You know. Oh,
0: yeah, it was awesome. It was good. <laughs> Hebrews 5, 7 says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions. Now, notice this: with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. And I brought this up before most people when they hear the phrase reverent submission they're thinking a lack of emotion no you know we're we're going to you know if you say hey you're not being reverent you're not submitting to but he he redefined it in our mind from what we think of normally being reverent with loud cries and tears as he prayed but you let somebody get up and pray with loud cries and tears in some of our churches, and it would make people feel uncomfortable. You know, in our church, we're fortunate where people do that sometimes. Right. I mean, they, they're they emotional people, and they're moved, and they're, you know, we, we kid about a guy who we all love, his name is Kurt. He just operate. he's a loud crier and shouter. He's just a way ways wired. One of our podcast
1: listeners who watches live stream uh, sent me a note after Sunday and said we needed to have Kurt on our podcast. Yeah. So oh, that would be interesting. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: going back to the it oh, all by started, the way, it all started when 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 Jesus said, "Oh, he's he, he's asleep. He'd be okay. He's just asleep." Said something about to sleep, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you get over there, everybody about once a week needs to read the, all of 1 Corinthians 15. He said, listen, I'll tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. But, and he's talking about the resurrection. Yep. But we will be changed in a flash, which makes sense to me, uh, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. He's talking about a different tent. We mentioned tent last time. Well, this is your eternal house here. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. And this whole thing about Lazarus was a demonstration of that, and Jesus knew it. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, oh, death, is your victory? Where, oh, death, is your sting? You got to remember, you know, the he too shared in our humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death. You say, all oh, this, this whole thing about, you know, how come y'all, you know, crazy enough to follow Jesus? Well, we're talking. Uh, mortals becoming immortals. You see what I'm saying, now? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't care what anybody says. You say, if you had a shot at that, I saw how hard it was for them to believe the one that said he could do this, and they were eyewitnesses of the miracles and everything else. And to this day, 2,000 years later, without seeing strange sights from being with somebody like Jesus, watching what he did and what he said, and but it's still a hard sale. But looked like to me, it, it'd be an
1: easier sale. Well, you'd think so, but uh, again, just we saw how blinded the people were that actually saw it
0: happening. So oh, it, I'm know. sure. Look, when he he so he goes to the grave and he's like, you know, it says he said in a loud voice. Where's that at? Forty three there. So he hollers. He's like Lazarus. Yeah. Come out. Like he's now, waking him now, up. Now, I wonder how many people standing there rolled their eyes. <laughs> we, we, let's just say, we all go Let's go to the graveyard. Okay, you yeah. yeah, yeah. die. Where were you? Well, look, come on with me. We go up there, and I, I start hollering. You know, Jesse! Come out of there. Come out. I mean, you're like, really? <laughs> that, that's what they were thinking. Think about they,
1: those few seconds of waiting, yeah. or however long it took, before all of a sudden he comes walking out. That's I've, why I just, I have to imagine he's like,
0: <laughs> well, he's all wrapped up. Well, he his, said, take his grave clothes off. That's where I got that. So I, I was like, he's trying to talk or just, and his mask you know, covered up. yeah. Cause they probably wrapped him pretty tight. i oh, sure they did. And I mean, so that's and why put I the burial stuff on thought, the
1: smelling stuff. So he's a zombie, and by the way, this is not the only time. There's another time Jesus wept, um, when he was coming into Jerusalem, remember the triumphal entry. Well, yeah, and he and he wept over Jerusalem. He said, "Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem!"
0: Because well, that's why I read that he he was an emotional person. He and, was. and the reason I wanted to bring that up because that we should have that should be there. I all. didn't I didn't tie, I didn't get make sense of this until I studied worship for a couple of years, and then I realized no wonder God said, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength." Somewhere in your heart, soul, mind, and strength, there's some emotion there. Yeah. And God created us th- this way. And it's okay. And Jesus himself displayed that many times. There's
2: always two options, it seems. After it was all over, therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary, and she's the one who got this thing rolled about Nazareth, and had seen what Jesus did when he said, Lazarus, they put their faith in him. But... And it's always a but, nearly. It's always. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Mm -hmm. Now, listen to this response. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. I mean, what are we accomplishing there? Here's this man performing many miraculous signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone's going to believe in him. Then the Romans We'll come and take away both our place which, and our nation.
0: Which, we'll lose our country which, over here.
1: There's the problem. That's, that's <laughs> the prism they were looking for. It at. is. It was only about the physical nation of Israel.
0: And they had it lumped into miracles. The
1: like, same he, thing goes on
2: right now in America. Right. You know, we're going to fool around? These Bible thumpers are going to run the country.
1: Right. We're going to. So, we this. have a
2: lecture coming up, mm. and it basically is the forces of evil. Against the forces they've got. No I mean, anyway you slice it, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, How could boy, old oh, Satan. Other way? Satan's got them rallied together now. <laughs> That's why early so God right, earlier, the democratic earlier, platform. I mean, when I say none, none, yeah. no, they will not mention him.
0: They booed him out here seven or eight years him ago. Out of the pledge. Do yep. yeah. you remember earlier when we were studying and they said they were they saw his miracles and they're like, oh, we're going to make him king by force. And it's the same concept here. The only reason they would want him around is if they could use his miracles to make them look good. Manipulate him, yeah. Manipulate. And if that doesn't fit in with their narrative about their place. Which, when I I read that too, I thought, how how much, how many arguments do we have at our places of worship? Oh. Don't come in here and disrupt this. <laughs> That's what and here they are seeing Jesus Christ, Son of God. You know bring back a guy from the dead. And they're, and and they're like, don't mess up this place. Look,
2: they're acknowledging that he's really performing the miracles. And then they have a meeting and say, well,
1: we're going to do something with this guy. Exactly right. And, and what happens is in the context, because we're almost out of time, the context of to end John 11 is they go, this is a point of no return for the Sanhedrin and the leadership in here. So once we get to chapter 12 and start going the rest of the way, they've turned the corner now. He's got to die. I mean, they've been kind of back and forth, and maybe we're convinced. What are we going to do about the people? But they turned the corner here.
0: Well, this chaos had, had made a prophecy. Well, Who's the high priest? Who which has to the high priest? was through person? God that someone was going to die for for the nation. So that's they're right. like, "Well, that's him." That's right. And they, like and that. their thought was, we need to kill him, or else the Romans are going
1: to take this. So that, that was their mindset. Yeah. And what they never knew, of course, is that you don't kill God. Well, so and, he But he said, himself.
0: you do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. That was their logic. That's right. It was like, we don't want to upset any of our traditions and what we do, just kill that guy. This guy's got to go. We'll make him a martyr and we'll rally around him. This is just how, how people work. That's when exactly you, when right. you boo God out
1: of your political party, You've killed him in your mind. You're saying, nah. Don't need him. Don't need him. Which which explains Marxism because you can't have God in that mindset. I bet some of them think if they sat down and, and they, if they just could suffer through it,
2: hearing us discuss Jesus, the resurrection, what would they say, Al? What, what would they think of us? Well, you
1: know, and, and you asked the question before your before theft, you know, have, have you ever converted a left-winger? That was your question to me. But now we know. That some can be, old John from San Antonio, you know, he, he's a, but, uh, but, but,
2: but it ain't yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> over the last 50,
1: 45 years. Not many. Uh, not many. That's exactly
0: well, you right. You better stick with Jesus. That's exactly right. That
1: Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes.